Hey, on today's show, I have my improv pals. I have Amy Gorlick, Jason Tan, and Dave Hindler on the show. And we're gonna talk about improv, why we love it, why we do it, um, how it affects our self-esteem, what the heck have we been doing in terms of COVID with improv, because let me tell you, it's very different. But yeah, we're gonna talk about all that and more, stay tuned. Well, thanks everybody for being on. Hey, Amy. Hey. Hey, Jason. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Dave. Hi, Aaron. I'm so happy all of you could join. I know everyone has crazy schedules, so thanks for taking the time. Yes, of course. No problem. Thank you for having us. Of course. So I know, obviously, I'd prefer to see all of you in person, um, but it is what it is. So we're doing all of this over Zoom. And I just want to talk about improv. I want to talk about what it's doing, why you got into it, why you're doing it now. And I want to kick off with Amy because Amy, you've been doing this for a very long time. And I'm so curious, what got you into the whole improv scene? Um, okay, I'll try to be as brief as possible. I was um, an acting uh, I was in college for acting and I kept being told that I was uh, making roles too funny and then in uh, my second to last year my one of my directors I really wanted this part um, and it was double cast so I was convinced I was gonna get it because uh, I was like they could do two different types of versions of this and he took me outside, he didn't cast me. And I was like devastated. And he took me outside and he was like, listen, you should be doing comedy. And I didn't understand what that meant because I was doing like experimental theater. Like I thought I was like so cool. Um, so that put the bug in my head. I thought comedy was stand up. So when I got to, uh, did my last year of college in New York because I wanted to land there and end up there and um again did a lot of experimental stuff i was the director and uh people just kept telling me i was funny so finally i had a friend introduce me to short form and i started performing in a club in new york and then people came through there and kind of scooped me up and told me to go to uh the upright citizens brigade there and i was there for 16 years um and then i moved out to California because a friend of mine was um, the artistic director at Westside and said you should come out here and you should teach people game because you're really good at the game of the scene and I said okay so that's how I ended up here and now um, I'm moving to Denver in a week to run and be the training center director of a theater out there called the KS Bloom Theater. Wow. Well, congratulations and bummer that you're leaving. <laughs> yeah, but there's always online, right? Yeah. yeah. What got you into experimental theater? That's such an interesting like niche to kind of want to go into. Uh, my high school drama teacher introduced us to a lot of like experimental plays and I just gravitated towards them. I didn't like a lot of scripted stuff a lot of like classic plays i did like shakespeare but there was just something about it i didn't i don't know i was just not into it i always thought it was kind of boring a lot of the plays 
uh, and those were a little bit more outside the box and made you think and were interesting. Um, and I had a really vivid imagination and I think that's what, you know, eventually parlayed me into improv because I could just write my own stuff and really use my imagination. Um, but I think that's why I leaned towards it because I was like, oh, you know, you can interpret the scripts however you want. You can, you know, make really bizarre stage, you know, sets and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. That's so interesting. I think it's awesome that you knew even in high school what you wanted to do. I feel like there's so many people that are just figuring it out. And if they have a passion point, they might be like, that's not the traditional route to go necessarily. Did you find that like you had a lot of support to get into it or? Yeah, I was, I mean, my family always brings up when I was like three, I would tell like jokes, like on the beach, I would just like randomly tell jokes to them. My aunt would like, you know, years later, like would tell people the first joke I ever told her when I was like three. And I would also like walk around with like a trash bag to my family and just do like weird dances and like entertain them. So, um, and I, if I'd get punished, my mom would be like, go to your room. And I would be super psyched because I could just go in there and like talk to myself for days. And like, so eventually she stopped sending me to my room because she realized that that wasn't a punishment because I was like super psyched about it. Yeah. So uh, she started taking, <laughs> taking stuff that made more sense away from me, like no TV for a week, you know, or you can't go out on the weekends. Um, and she would say, you know, you have such a smart mouth. I hope one day that you can make money off of it, which, you know, now I do. She knows that. So that is so awesome. I love how supportive your family is and how creative you are. I mean, in general, but I wish I knew you as a kid, too. I think it'd be really fun to <laughs> see your dances and hang out with. <laughs> I, just, I was a weirdo. I was just a weirdo. <laughs> Um, well, I want to also kind of talk to everybody else on this. I could talk to you, Amy, literally all day. But Jason, tell me a little bit about why you got into improv. Well, I got into improv because at first I was trying to go into acting. About um, about a year and a half ago, I, I kind of like switched from my, I'm originally from engineering, and then I studied engineering, and I was working as an electrical engineer, and I, I didn't really find it fulfilling at all. So I wanted to try something like really different. So about a year and a half ago, I started taking acting classes at um, UCLA, and then my teacher, uh, one of my teachers recommended me to, to do a lot more um, improv because um, she felt I wasn't like communicating so well in the class. And I felt after I started taking the improv, it would like really help with my communication. And like one thing I really like about improv is that it's not about like memorizing lines, just like kind of like saying, repeating the lines. You have to like really listen to your partner and like think of what you're going to say. So I really like that aspect of it. So I just, I just kind of stuck with this since I've been doing it. And I had the opportunity to take it at UCB, which is a very different approach from where I've taken it at um, Westside. And that just really helped me with my, I think that helped me be more like in the moment and like out of my head. And also it helped me as a shy person, like overcome my like anxiety with talking, but I'm, I'm still a shy person. <laughs> That's so interesting. You went from engineering and transitioned over to like acting and improv. Did you, I know I asked Amy this and I'm so, I'm just very interested because I know for myself, like there's the traditional route and then the non-traditional route. And I know around me, 
oftentimes it's like, oh, well, if you want to go the non-traditional route, there's like a lot of judgment and opinions about it. I'm just curious, did you have a lot of support in terms of, because that's a drastic change from like the engineering path where it's like a guaranteed spot, right? In terms of a career, whereas improv is, it's fun, it's colorful, but it's also, it potentially can be a more difficult career path to go on. Did you have a lot of support behind you when you made that change? Um, I haven't really talked to my family. A lot of my friends and were pretty supportive. And but I think it's also like very worrisome for me because it's like something completely different from what I was from what I was doing. But in the past, I used to dance, so they know that I'm like mm. kind of into like performance stuff. Dance? What kind of dance did you do? I used to do like street dancing, like break dancing, locking. That's house, awesome! Locking. I had no idea. <laughs> That's so freaking cool. How did I not know this? I try not to tell people because I try not to like embarrass myself anymore. <laughs> I, okay, if you tell me you do break dancing, you'd be like, I'd love to see moves. I think you probably get that every time you mention it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is. Well, it's interesting as well, you were talking about how it helped improve your communication skills. I know for myself going into improv, that was really the catalyst to go into it. A lot of what I do is like presentation based or talking to outside of the podcast, obviously, but um, more in like the corporate sector. But I found that I would get nervous and a little bit anxious standing in front of a group of people. And so I always saw improv as this fun, just let loose, totally improvise situation where if I could do that, I could master anything. And it really did directly impact me in my day-to-day -day life as well. So um, I think it's interesting that, you know, your teacher even saw that and knew about it because I never even thought about improv in that way until just a couple of years ago. It took me a while to get on this path. Um, but that's awesome. I think it definitely helps a lot. Oh, but yeah. I still, I still get nervous like all the time, but I think it helps yeah like, definitely immensely. yeah for sure i i still i get nervous about everything but <laughs> same here <laughs> um well and i could also talk to you for days but i'm gonna transition over to dave dave tell me a little bit about why you started doing improv i boy you know i i listen to jason and uh i wish i could say I needed it to divert my attention away from break dancing. I wish I had that talent. I will say I do not. I wish I could say, you know, well, uh, my instructor was telling me that I was playing all of my scenes too funny, uh, you know, just like Amy. Uh, I, I assure you that was not the case. But uh, for me, I, uh, I, I had somebody, um, encourage me to get into improv because they thought that I was a comic genius and that was myself. So <laughs> I was on the couch flipping channels and I'd watch TV and I'd go, man, that director didn't do it half as good as I could have. That actor doesn't know, only I know the best way. And I can't uh, stop talking without finishing that sentence, which is once I did get up on stage to try improv, I realized 
I was a blithering idiot and a very unfunny one at that. So I had no oh, untrue. idea. Untrue. You're hilarious. That's not true at all. That is kind of you, but but I, I mean, all joking aside, I was very humbled by improv. I thought for sure, I'm going to stand up on stage, I'm going to be a natural talent, and oh oh my gosh, I I was just paralyzed, and I had no idea how difficult it it was. Um, I got my butt handed to me, but but but. Truth be told, that was the reason that I got into it. I, I think it was uh, it, it looked uh, deceptive in, uh, in how easy it was, but it was not. Yeah, I 100% I relate to that. I think for me going into improv, I saw, I mean, because I've seen shows and I've, you know, seen people do it and I thought, well, if they can do it, I can do it you know, I can give a presentation, I can do this spontaneous acting thing. And the first time I took improv, I, I started over at Second City in Hollywood. And that first class, I was so nervous and I didn't anticipate this, but I was literally shaking, like physically shaking. And of course, my classmates were so kind and thoughtful. They're like, oh, we couldn't even tell. But I don't know. I, I was like, like, uh, like trying to, you know, just play the games and trying to like be in the scene and be present. And you're so right. It looks so much easier. It looks like it's so natural, but it takes time to build that. Right. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it is humbling. <laughs> yes, very much so. Did you, I know too, one thing I definitely learned by um, doing it is essentially you make a mistake, who cares? Big deal. Like that was the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways because you're going, especially starting out, you're gonna fumble. You're not gonna be, like not everything's gonna be a funny joke. There's no, no one's that talented. Maybe some people are, but I am not that talented. So it's like, if something doesn't go through and get the laugh, okay, moving on, let's do the next one. So it was really, for me, a way in which it was okay to make mistakes I guess, because in a lot of ways in different areas of life, it's like you're expected. I don't know. I speak um, just because I'm female and I feel like I have to present myself a certain way and be a certain way. And especially when you're working, you do things a certain way. So if you fumble, that's a big deal. But whereas in improv, it's kind of that expectation where like, Meh, if you're going to mess up, who cares? Just like keep going. So I don't know. That was my... <laughs> That was my little thing. Yeah, I won't disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I know we've been talking a lot, and at this point, I want everyone to kind of jump in. I'm curious, for me, one reason why I love doing improv, and I'd love to hear from all of you guys, is why you love doing it. But for me, I see it as kind of an escape where I can play different characters and be a different person and act in a way that I wouldn't necessarily in real life. And I just love that transformation and that freedom to just play and have my imagination go wild, especially as an adult. I feel like, you know, as a kid, you you have recess, you have playtime. And as an adult, I realized at one point, like, wait, I don't have playtime. I don't wanna be so serious all the time. I just wanna like go and have fun. So I'm curious, like if that, is the same for anyone else here? What your thoughts are on it? 
Um, yeah, I mean, my, my answer is probably going to be different than your guys' answers, but um, I needed an outlet for my imagination, you know? So it's like now being on kind of, when I started, like uh, probably within the first week of watching improv and taking improv classes, like I was in an improv practice group before I even had taken a class. Like it was just, it felt like I was like, running to catch up with how fast everything was kind of rolling with improv when I first started and I realized I wanted to teach it like almost immediately. I was just like, this feels like I finally have figured out my niche, you know? Um, and I love, I love teaching, like watching people's light, like eyes light up when they realize kind of what you said, Aaron, this idea that like, they're being a, allowed to play, you know, and that it, everybody in the room just wants to have a good time and wants to also participate in that play. And I think the just the basic concept of yes and is really good because I was such a negative person, very judgmental because of lots of factors, but you know, I was a New Yorker. Uh, my mom was very judgmental. So it's like, I kind of grew up in that, that kind of tornado of uh, negativity. So finding this idea of uh, positivity and then also adding to it was um, really desirable to me. So I love watching that moment when people discover that and um, how excited they get. Um, but yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> is my fan too loud no it's a thousand degrees in my apartment okay good <laughs> i feel like it's fun when i get like a laugh but i can also find it like very frustrating when i feel like i'm trying to make people laugh but then like i don't get laughs so that can be kind of frustrating but i feel like with improv i feel like the especially at Westside, i feel like my classmates and the teacher are very uh, supportive I remember like at my first um, class at Westside, the teacher told us the story about how he was running his um, his theater and then he he bankrupted his theater. And I just thought that was that was so humbling <laughs> from telling us that story. And I just felt so, so Wait, like, what? Uh, You're, you had a teacher that was like, oh, I just bankrupt my, you got it. He, he didn't bankrupt it. It was Sharna Halpern didn't pay the bills. And he had no idea, and he became, he was co-AD at um, uh, IOS. I do know. They were in the, they were in the dark about it all. It's okay, Jason, you can talk about it. Sharna, Sharna knows what she did. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's funny. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, but I won't say his name, because you're not saying his name. Let's not say his name, but I just thought I was so like funny and so like humbling with him, and I just felt so like, um, so, like relieved in my first class and also uh dave was there and he made it really like he was really supportive and made it super enjoyable i mean and thank you jason thank you for saying that and uh, you know uh i i remember our our first class together with uh zach huddleston and that was a great time oh oh i'm i'm sorry i didn't <laughs> I'm move, How could I take it? Oh, because I was, I, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I keep going. <laughs> uh, 
so uh, we, we had a great instructor, we had a great group, and yes, I, I remember playing scenes with you and really having a good time. I think for me, if, if you say, you know, why do you enjoy improv? I think for me, uh, the, the honest truth is the fantasy is better than the reality. And I don't own a private helicopter, I don't own a yacht, uh, but I did once in my life get to go on a helicopter ride. I have in the past gotten to go on boat rides. I don't know if I've ever ridden in a yacht before, but I've gotten to go on boat rides. And I, I will just say playing scenes with Jason and Amy and you, Aaron, you know, it doesn't matter if we're jumping into our Bell helicopter, it doesn't matter if we're, you know, uh, uh, sailing on our private yacht or whatever, it's a great time. It's always a really great time. And, and so, you know, I, I walk out of my classes going, I don't know if I gave any, you know, uh, Oscar award winning uh, performances, but I had such a good time playing with you guys and performing with you guys. And, and that's, I think, what, what I en enjoy is just, you know, how good it feels and how fun it is. Totally. Yeah, I definitely feel the same. I feel like there's, I think I've said this before, but I feel like there's so much judgment out there in the world. And then you go into the world of improv and it's like all of that is just thrown out the window because it's just about having fun, right? And just being present and in the moment. And not only is it just fun to play and explore and like, you know, do silly things, but it's also really, for me, helped me in terms of like being mindful and active listening and not getting so caught up in my head about everything too. So I find like the benefits are just, I didn't go into it knowing what I would take away from it. I always considered myself a pretty confident person. I always thought, okay, well, I've lived in, you know, New York City, I've lived in San Francisco, I've lived in LA, like I travel, like I'm well-spoken, educated, et cetera. And then I go into improv and it kicks my butt, like whole, this is a whole new level. And then I'm working, working, working. And then I'm stepping out of it with so much more self-confidence and my self-esteem. I didn't even realize how much I could improve. <laughs> Let's just say that. Like I was on a level where I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty self-assured and I know, you know, who I am. And then I go on stage and it's like this whole other level. And I don't know. I know Jason, you were mentioning like you went into it um, to help like boost confidence in terms of speaking. But I, I feel like Amy, you were born with natural confidence and you Dave as well. I was just like, are one of the, the few who were just like, I'm confident. I know who I am. Like, so, I mean, I think that I, I think I'm just, um, I've never really cared about what other people thought of me. Like, I, I really, truly did it. Um, I love that, by the way. I wish, I wish everyone was like that. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, me too. But I would love to speak to what you just said about this idea of, like, confidence in real life with your own self and then going into improv and then that's not there um of course it's not there you're emulating other humans 
So they're asking you to emulate emotions that you may not be comfortable with in your own life, but they're like, turn it on, you know, it's like, and they, you have to be universal. And then the, what does that mean? You know, we all formulate our own concepts and ideas of like our, our points of view on things. And, and now we're asked to strip that all away and to be completely universal. So like, what's the norm? And you're talking about a bunch of people who are, this is not a normal thing to go into a room and play with adults, make believe, you know, it's not a normal thing. And um, I think that's where in lies like this idea that uh, you're confident with yourself, but then you have to put yourself out there and strip away you and your ideas when you first start doing improv and then be expected to emulate all of these different people. Like Dave was saying, like one senior a cop, one senior a doctor, one senior a helicopter driver, you know? And it's like, I don't know how to be those things. And I think that that's where improv teaches you, like you don't have to know, you have the general tropes, just jump in and, cause it's not even about that, right? The scene's usually about some kind of connection that happens on a human level. But yeah, I would have no qualms about jumping into the cockpit with somebody who said, hi, I'm your helicopter driver today. But only if that were Amy. Anyone else would have to say they were a pilot. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember Aaron starting out, you know, you, you talk about uh, self-esteem. I, I promise you, I, I wasn't born with it and I certainly didn't uh, come into improv with it. Um, I, I remember being in a class where um, I just could not grasp what the instructor was trying uh, to have us do. And, and, I was, and my confidence was shattered because I, uh, everybody else was getting it. And what was wonderful was the entire class literally wrapped themselves around me um, and and made me the center of the scene in a very kind way. They they weren't poking fun at me in any way, and they also weren't you know trying to glorify me or anything like that. But but they made me the center of the scene. It worked really well, and and it was a wonderful learning experience uh, because I I went okay now I I kind of understand what the instructor had wanted and what everyone was demonstrating to me, and I walked away feeling really good because. I, I was having such doubts that I was thinking, you know what, I, I don't think I'm even uh, worthy of being uh, in an improv class. That's how low my self-esteem was. Uh, and after that exercise, I went, okay, I can, I don't know if I'm going to be an improv star, but I can stick with it. You know, I can, I can uh, remain a classmate uh, among my uh, partners and uh, classmates. That's so interesting because I, my perception of you, Dave, is that you really are truly just naturally confident. I would have never thought I would like, I would have never thought that situation could have possibly happened to you, honestly, which is so interesting. And I think that's why I'm so fascinated by this concept of self-esteem. And I really believe in the fake it till you make it. But I wonder how many people are just fake, you know, like, like what is that idea of this is the person that's always confident and then in actuality you talk to them and they're like no like we're all struggling in different ways and we're all dealing with things and um 
I don't know. I just think it's so fascinating because, yeah, like you're, you have such a stage presence and you jump in on like every scene. You're just like, I'm ready and I'm going to be this character and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like you have so much energy. You're definitely not one to shy away from doing fun like scenes with. So yeah, that's just, it's just crazy to me. It's, but I imagine too, like I've told people that I, like myself, I, you know, my first uh, introduction to improv, I was literally shaking. Like it was, I mean, I was so scared and so nervous. And apparently I did a really good job at faking it. And everyone just assumed that I was this confident person going in, going on stage, like whatever. I mean, I've trained myself when I'm anxious or nervous, just smile, <laughs> just laugh it up and get out there. So I don't know that whole this whole concept just really fascinates me because again watching every improv show just people getting on stage I think too like my podcast title is strength and vulnerability it takes real vulnerability to put yourself out there and I know there was one exercise when I first started doing improv where it was a monologue scene and that was the hardest scene because I'm okay if there's people around me that I can lean on and depend on but when you just want me to go out and do a scene for like two it was like a two minute scene and I just I think I blacked out that's really what I do <laughs> I just I don't know what I said I don't know what I did I just remember people were laughing and I'm like thank you Jesus <laughs> whatever I did landed because honestly I just I still do that I don't know if anyone else experiences this but when I'm doing a scene and I'm really in it I completely black out like I I can't repeat to you what I said because I have no idea <laughs> I, I wanted to just bring up the idea of like uh as a improv teacher and coach when I see people acting ultra confident as a character it's always a tell like when they come out all like, you know, and they throw out a premise, um, it's a tell that they don't know where things are gonna go next. So I equate that to human behavior. And so if I meet someone who's like ultra confident, I'm always like, oh, they, but they're not. Because th this is all a shiny act. Mm -hmm. And then people who are like super timid, those are the people who scare me the most. The people who are like, um, eh, like shaky and weird and super anxious, like, cause I'm like, wow, you are like just putting it out there for the world to see. Like, so those people make me nervous cause I don't really know what's going on with them, but like ultra confident people, I'm always like, I, I, I see you, I see what you're doing here, you know? Uh, cause they're afraid, they're afraid for people to act they see their vulnerability but those people that are vulnerable and allow you to see it totally up front and are unapologetic about it I'm always like wow that's intense you know uh that intrigues me more than confident people that's interesting I would have never thought of it as a tell that makes a lot of sense though and now of course I'm going to be looking for that <laughs> Yeah, it's like when you do a scene with someone and they come in, they're all just like, you know, they're like, hey, and then you're looking at them with deer and headlights. It's usually a tangential player. It's someone who's just pulling that tiny little string of an idea and then they don't care what you say. It's like this whole kind of like, there it is. Let you do the work with it. And you're like, am I saying the right thing? Am I 
you know, and they're not giving you anything to tell you, yes, you're doing the right thing. They still act confident because they have to maintain that like level of confidence. Uh, so somebody on stage looks grounded, you know, um, but it's kind of shock jockey, you know, like uh, making somebody appear vulnerable, I think is kind of a weird divisive thing to do in improv. Um, it's not my favorite move, but I see people do it. And I totally understand why they're doing it. And I love to point it out when it happens so everyone can see, oh, that guy wasn't, you know, because I'll be like, did you know where this scene was going to go? And they're always like, no. I'm like, did you care where it went? No. You know? And I'm like, see, guys, that's, be aware of someone who is too confident coming into a scene because they probably have no idea where it's going to go or do they care. So don't put the pressure on yourself. Yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like I would do that too. If somebody was super just like, I know this is where it's going to go. I'd be like, okay, shit, wait, I'll follow you. <laughs> just take the lead. I will go wherever this guy or gal goes. No, that totally makes sense. Um, and one thing I think too is interesting, just the whole idea of improv on stage is a huge aspect of it. But right now it's coronavirus and we can't all be together doing improv anymore. So we're doing it all virtually. And I don't know what everyone's take on that is. I'm kind of curious. I know for me, especially early on, it was oh my gosh, when I said I needed like that little space of being playtime and like imaginative, letting myself just be, you know, in the moment and be present, I needed, I felt like it was a saving grace that I needed and I didn't even realize during this time of like, I look forward to it. I can't wait for it, even though it's all done, you know, online and I just see boxes of different people and we're doing scenes a little bit harder, but for me, it's definitely been a way to keep me more grounded and to keep me more like present and really like centered me. And I don't know if it's had that big of an impact on anyone else here, but I've found it to be really great, especially right now. <laughs> I'm curious if anyone else has any thoughts on that. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely helped me a lot because I feel like I'm like so isolated and just with my family right now and doing improv online definitely helps me like stay connected with other people and like keeps me from like losing my sanity. But I, I really like enjoying it, doing it on virtual. I, I feel like it's very, um, I feel it's very convenient and I don't feel it's like that much different than doing a class in person. But I do feel it's different than performing in the theater with like a live audience. I think that part is kind of weird to do online. Yeah, I definitely love that I wear like pajama pants and a t-shirt. <laughs> I do improv now. <laughs> uh, my, my answer is going to be different uh, just because I've been, uh, I ran a virtual improv theater back in 2014 for uh, about a year and a half. Uh, so I've been used to, and I coach people all over the world online, um, which is great because you don't make money off of improv and you, you can barely make money being a teacher teaching improv. Uh, so that's kind of opened up my ability to be able to make like an actual uh, adult range amount of money to live. Um, but when this all hit, I was, 
I think I was a little too giddy about it all because I, I people used to poo-poo me all the time. Like, or people would, pull, you know, even like Paul Valancourt would pull me aside and be like, what's it like coaching online? Tell me, you know? And it seemed like such a mystery to people. And I had gotten so used to it that I was just like, when it dropped, everybody was reaching out to me like, how do we do this? How do I change my curriculum? How do I, you know? And I'm like, just like Jason said, I told almost everybody, it's not any different. There is no, I was like, we're on a blank stage. It, it's 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 a square for the most part i was like the same thing you you have a blank stage it's a square like get creative use your imagination you know it's gonna unblock so many cool things when we're all allowed to be back on pages like people are gonna go crazy and it's gonna be so cool um but yeah i i'm i'm super psyched that everybody's into it now because now i'm not the crazy girl doing improv online all the time like thank god Dave, what do you think? I think if I had my druthers, I, I would prefer to play live, but uh, you know, I, I don't disagree with what Jason and Amy said. And you know, I, I love the opportunity to play. There are things, you know, that we just can't do right now. Uh, but but the fact that we can continue to do uh, improv. Uh, albeit, you know, through Zoom and online, I, I feel very fortunate for that. Totally. Yeah, I think it's, I, I agree with Jason on this note in terms of it's, it's great to do it online, but it's the shows that are a little, that's the only time when I'm like, oh man, that's when I really, because, you know, you invite people and when you do a scene, there's no, you don't hear the audience. <laughs> virtual so that's the only just that like appreciation and reinforcement that what you're doing is funny or what you're doing hit or whatever so that's the only time when I'm like oh man that's when I really appreciated the stage and then you know the got your back like everyone does backstage like that sort of thing I definitely miss but I agree Amy I think we're all just gonna kick butt after this and be even more amazing so I don't know. I'm going to keep doing this. I love it. I don't know where it's going to go, but I am on the improv wagon, train, whatever the saying goes. <laughs> also, I wanted to, I wanted to add, like, I feel like when we do um, improv online, I feel like the teacher, I don't know if this is true, I feel like the teacher has to, like, laugh extra hard because everyone else is mood muted. So, like, no one can, no one's oh. laughing. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I, I feel like I laugh, uh, I laugh a lot in general. I used to try to hold back because my laugh is really obnoxious and loud. Um, but I love, even when I'm, I'm muted, you can see me being like animated and laughing. Like, I just, I just really enjoy people doing comedy. It doesn't always have to be like the best. I'll find, I'll find things I love in just little tiny details that everyone does. I loved our class. I thought our class was really fun and it was cool to be so excited about it because I already knew it was possible, but a lot of you guys were like, what is this, you know? Um, but yeah, and you know, Aaron, you, you can take classes at my theater anytime you want. And also I'm the person who tells you what levels you can be in. So you can really do whatever you want. You can come in, swoop in and take whatever you want. Um, I can also recommend a ton of other really cool places you could take improv online right now. Uh, especially in your area. So if you want to transition into 
well, I guess you'd be too far to, to go to some of those theaters, but still you'd be in vicinity, close-ish. No, you know? exactly. yeah, I will, I will hit you up because I'm not stopping. So yeah. <laughs> I wrote the curriculum. I wrote my own, very own curriculum. So it's like a dream come true to be able to, I spent like a month on it and just, you know, really just like dug in and I was like, what do I love about it? And I took out all the elements that I didn't and also tried to make it like hyper inclusive and all the things everybody kind of wants in the universe right now, I tried to put into this curriculum, <laughs> put a lot of pressure on myself, but I, I'm really proud of it. I think it turned out really well. Amy, how can, um, cause I, I'm just going to email you, but for anyone listening or watching, if they want to take improv with you, how can they get in touch with you? Um, well, you can, uh, there's like a bunch of stuff on Reddit where it like directs you to my old uh, site, improvtraininghub.com, which they're totally can do that. But also you can check out my theater, the chaosbloomtheater.com. Um, we have classes. I have workshops right now, but we're going to be doing our regular curriculum online coming up soon. Uh, yeah. Cool. Reach out. Yeah. Well, Amy's amazing. So everybody should check her out and definitely take classes. I know Jason and Dave, we were all in class together with Amy. So you can contest. She's amazing. She's one of the best teachers. So yeah, our class that that I I had uh, with with you and Jason Aaron that that was my third class that I took with Amy and every time that I take a class with Amy I learn a whole bunch of new stuff uh, I have a really good time uh, Amy's a remarkable instructor and uh, and she she keeps the class moving I have a great time in our sessions. And then, oh man, my, my brain sleeps real well, you know, on nights after class. Cause I, I go, oh, that, that was tons to learn. So yeah, really good time. Yes. David. Yeah, I really enjoyed her class. It was so fun and she just made it so enjoyable. And I just missed that class so much because uh, you, you weren't like super, you weren't like strict at all. You just kind of like gave us like good suggestions of how we could improve. And it just, it just made it really enjoyable for me. Oh, thanks Jason. So check out everybody. She's awesome. The girl in the class too. I thought that was that was like kind of crazy, right? To be the only girl in class. How did that make you feel, Erin? Because that's probably the first time you experienced that, right? Um, yeah. I think with yeah, with you it was the first time, and then I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I feel like there's always been one other one other female. I think in general, it's a rarity, at least in my experience, to having to even have like a female improv teacher. Oftentimes, it's men. So I definitely loved that you were the one leading the class because I I always look for like females who are just kicking butt and doing awesome things. So um, yeah, I feel like it was a challenge to be the only female, but in a really positive way in terms of, okay, I'm the female who is taking the class, so I am going to give it my all and just be essentially the person representing women in this class. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing that I want to compliment you on is you didn't, 
you didn't uh, say, oh, I guess I have to play all the wives and the girlfriends and the sisters and the moms. Like you played so many fun, interesting characters. And I think it was a really cool thing for all the guys to see because that's how I play too. Like I don't play anything expected usually. Uh, but the fact that you were just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to feed into that kind of weird stereotype. And it really pushed all of them, I think, you know. So it was, it was great having you in class, all, all three of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Amy. Yeah, I definitely don't subscribe to any particular niche someone wants to put me in. I definitely like to push the envelope. And I've, that's so interesting you say that because I've never really thought about that. I feel like sometimes I do kind of feel with no one, no one here, but like in previous experiences, I feel like, oh, like she's, the way I look like she's blonde she she probably plays x character and it's like no no I'm gonna bust out this weird accent like from France <laughs> or from the country or from whatever like I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be who you think I am you know like I like to push that and see the reaction I get a little <laughs> I think that's even funner is to catch people unexpected so Jason's run of doing a Russian accent for weeks and weeks. It was so funny. Every time he would do it, we would all start cracking up because it was just like, again, it was that comedy recall repetition, right? It was like, that was Jason's bit for that class and it was so good. Yeah, I still use that sometimes because you, I think you pushed me to do that. So I, I learned that from you, I think. Yes, good. Russian all day. I'm gonna roll. You got that one class for the weird, weird accents. Oh, right. <laughs> but I met you guys all to the different accents. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> and Dave, I just want you to know that I think, because you said that you thought of yourself as a genius comedian, I will, I will say that you have such good timing and you can't teach timing. And I think you just did it really well when you said, um, the teachers that we said that we are going to say whether because I know that you also you're very good at at making people think that you just did stuff by accident but I'm pretty sure a lot of those moments are calculated because they are funny and I would say they are genius just let me live in this world Dave where where everything is calculated please it was part of my evil plan the whole time. No, I mean, I, I'd like to think that, you know, in, in some instances, uh, with, with what happened earlier, absolutely not. But, but thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dave, what do you think of Amy? Well, this has been awesome. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time. I love that I got you all on my podcast and I got to chat improv with everybody. And hopefully we'll all be doing improv again soon. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. So yeah. much. Thanks again, Amy, Jason, and Dave for being on the show. Aaron, thank you very much. Thanks. Can't wait to hear thank it. Thank you, Aaron. It was fun.